Hey, hey, friends. This is Jessie DeShane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have my fiance on with me. Say hey. Hey guys, what's up? (laughs) Uh, Because we're going to talk about all things toxic products. So Ben and I basically made the switch with a lot of our products, a lot of things in our lives a few months ago with um, on the non-toxic product side of things. So today we thought we would take you through how we did that, what we've changed, and why we have decided to to really focus on making our lives non-toxic. The biggest reason that I have been on the podcast, besides the fact that I love having him help me here, is that he kind of spearheaded this entire initiative that we started a few months ago. Um, So yeah, why don't we start by talking about some of the reasons that we decided that we should jump into a non-toxic lifestyle and go after some of these things. So do you want to do you want to kick that off? Sure. So really this kind of came about uh, between both of our health issues. Um, mine specifically just because I'd done uh, a lot of research and with the help of my health practitioner kind of came to light how much toxic products and byproducts we come across on a daily basis. And there's a lot of little things that can be changed and really aren't necessary. Uh, we just get used to them because of convenience and um, you know marketing and like all these things we're just used to using certain products. We kind of took a little bit deeper look at it and what we could get rid of, uh, you know what things were necessary, what changes were small, what changes were a little bit bigger, more expensive. We'll get to that kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the health issues are really what pushed us into this. I think um, everybody should be paying attention to what is in their products, what is in their lives. But I think when you have any type of chronic illness, chronic pain, um, anything like that, you really need to look into it just because... there. I mean, there's a certain toxic load that your body can handle and So the narrative here is that our bodies are meant to detoxify, right? We have a liver, we have a kidney, and the bodies are good at that, which is true. However, the amount of toxins we come in contact with on a daily basis is exponentially higher than it's ever been. Like there's an incredible amount, and there really isn't a big emphasis put on this, at least by the mainstream, and it's it's kind of going undernoticed or or underappreciated in terms of the impact that these things have. Yeah, exactly. You're much better at the sciencey stuff than me. But one thing that I can say is in the past three or four months, we made quite a few changes, which we'll tell you guys about in just a minute here. But 
I actually just had some thyroid panels taken a couple of weeks ago, and they came back that my thyroid antibodies were down, what, like 40, 40 or 50 points, points or, you know, levels, which is great. And pretty much the only thing that we have changed in the last few months have been products, foods we eat, water we drink, all that kind of stuff. So obviously it's doing something. We felt like it was doing something, but to be able to see actual like proof in my thyroid levels and I mean your health is much better now too yeah, so was, yeah I'm just gonna say that you know I've <clears throat> taken more measures with my health pre- practitioner than just getting rid of toxic products pretty strict and uh, robust regimen right now supplement wise and stuff but my levels I had them uh, retested recently my mercury levels for those of you that are not familiar with my issues and haven't listened to that episode. They were halved, mm. uh, and only uh, there was like four months between tests. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously these changes, these very small changes in some aspects, have made a really big difference in our lives just in the last few months. Like Ben said earlier, and we'll talk about it in just a minute, some of these changes you can easily make quickly and inexpensively and other ones maybe it's something that you need to save up for a little bit or things that you know we're thinking about saving up for as well so there are so many things that you can do even just to get yourself started and yeah I think we'll take you through some of the stuff that we did so I'll just start it actually I started using beauty counter uh, which is like a skincare and makeup product line that is completely safe and non-toxic. I started doing that like early summer last year um, and I really got into it, got really excited about it. I switched all of my skincare over quite quickly. I'm still kind of working on the makeup front. I think that Beauty Counter has amazing skincare products, but that's mostly where their focus is. And then actually Ben was using a lot of the lotion that I had from Beauty Counter, stuff like that. But recently, Beauty Counter has come out with a men's line. He's really gotten into some of those products. He's using like the shave stuff and men's lotion. And I know that he wants to order. There's a new charcoal body wash that he wants to order. So so that was something that we kind of jumped into right away before we even made any other big choice uh, changes in our lives. Yeah, and then I'll hand it over to Ben to talk a little bit about some of the other products that we started with and the little changes we made there. So some of the small changes, we'll kind of work small to big here. Like Jesse said, she started with the skincare products, and then I looked a little bit more into uh, household products. So cleaning products are a really big one. Anything also that's scented, so... Uh, soaps, dryer sheets, uh, those kinds of things. and He made me get rid of all my candles. I'm very <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's true. Um, I actually had reactions to the candles when my, my mercury was really bad. These are all products that can be found pretty easily these days with Amazon and just if you do a little bit of research on non-toxic products. But some of the chemicals in these are very harsh and if you are using them constantly, dish soap, hand soap, Usually you're not cleaning a bathroom every day or washing, you know, scrubbing your floors or whatever every day, but the chemicals in there are harsh and yes, they're meant to kill 
bacteria and germs, but some of these other natural products do just fine at that, so that's not entirely needed. Real quick, before we finish the the little the little segment on the house household products, what's important there is you are you can take these things in through your skin when you are inhaling products. That's not good. Um, but also, even if these products are touching your skin, so again, soaps. Your skin is one of your body is your body's largest organ, so the chemicals can seep right in, and um, it doesn't even need to go into the bloodstream, and it's not filtered. It just gets right in there. So, quick note I want to make about that, just to make sure you know why those things are so impactful. <laughs> so, just to kind of like wrap up what Ben was talking about as far as products go before we move on to other areas. We changed, like I said, lotion, skincare. We got rid of candles and replaced those with um, essential oil diffuser. We actually just recently got a stainless steel Keurig cup for me. Eventually, we probably won't even have the Keurig. We got new hand soap. We got new cleaner for our kitchen we got new shampoo new dishwasher soap laundry soap we're still trying to figure out the laundry soap one we don't really like the one that we used toothpaste was something we just got oh another one actually a big one for me was chapstick so I think that's all of the more like product based things. A couple of other things that we have changed over is actually some of the ways that we are cooking. So Ben actually stopped using the the slow cooker, our crock pot, and we are almost exclusively using our instant pot right now just on the slow cooker setting for some of this stuff just because it is stainless steel instead of plastic or um, ceramic. Ceramic. And and the a lot of the coatings that they use on top of the ceramic carries a bunch of chemicals. And the important thing to know with cooking is that uh, when something is at a high heat, that allows the the chemicals or whatever to come out of the material that they are in. So if you're cooking something at a high heat in an instant pot or you're cooking something in a nonstick pan, Whatever the elements are, the toxins that are in these surfaces come out with heat. So cookware is a pretty big one as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's just a couple of things. Oh, like I drink out of a stainless steel bottle now, but just things like that where we're trying to limit the plastic um, use that we use as well. But a couple of things actually that we want to change or add to our kitchen is the, the big one is what you just said with the nonstick pans. We that's all that we have currently in pans for good quality stainless steel pans. Uh, they're quite an investment, so that is something that we haven't switched yet. But that is something that we probably will be switching here pretty soon. You also want to pay attention to things like your silverware, your plates, your cups, like I said, if they're all plastic or things like that. So especially with a hotter liquid or food or anything like that, um, using we use mostly glass containers for um, like storing leftovers and stuff. It 
at least in the leftovers, we plan to reheat. Some of our bigger things, like if we make a big chili or whatever, we are still using a big plastic Tupperware, but we don't ever heat it in that. It's just in there. But those are probably things that we'll continue to switch over here in the next, I don't know, few months to a year. So that's, that's a few things there, but now let's chat a little bit about food. Food, organic is where it's at. <laughs> That's kind of a an obvious one, but it's been one of those things that have gone back and forth. I can honestly say that even for myself, a year or two, I would have told you organic is bullshit, but that's simply not the case. In terms of the nutrients in the food, there's not necessarily a difference. There could be. However, the there like pesticides and the toxins from pesticides are a real thing. I've gotten my levels tested. They are high. So (laughs) it's, again, it's a real, yeah, (laughs) it's a real thing. And I would definitely suggest that that's a change that is made and taken seriously because these are, you're obviously ingesting this and putting this directly into your body. Probably the, the number one argument to that would be yes, but it's in trace amounts. Your body should be able to get rid of it again. Everything we're talking about here is trace amounts. Everything that we're getting from any of these products, um, um, from food, from our cookware, from all of these things, it's a very little bit. But when you add all these very little bits up, that's where the problem comes in. Um, and we haven't even touched on environmental factors, air, uh, water, which we'll get to in a second, things like that. So just wanted to kind of clarify there, like, Yes, each of these things is very small and minuscule, but the thing is they add up and our bodies aren't quite equipped to handle the amount in totality over time. Yeah, just with organic food, we have been switching over. Um, That, I will say, is an expensive switch over. So especially when you have a fiance that eats a lot of food and he's home all day. So he, or not all day, but he um, eats all of his meals at home. So it's definitely an expensive switch. So make sure that you really pay attention. If you're starting out with organic food, pay attention to meat, I would say. Um, that's definitely the, the most important switch And then also, if you just Google quickly the Dirty Dozen, at least if you're just starting out and you can't afford to buy all organic, totally understand it's freaking expensive. Look at the Dirty Dozen and make sure that at least those 12 products you are purchasing organic if you are going to eat them um, and then get like a really good uh, fruit and vegetable wash, which is something we still need to do. I think that's it on food. Just a quick touch there but actually one of the biggest changes that we've made with our toxic our non-toxic products would be our new baby our little Berkey (laughs) (laughs) yes our new water filter so this was a really big one and I would suggest that everybody look into this right away Uh, it was expensive I'll say that right off the bat However, in terms of bang for your buck, definitely the most impactful change you can make. It is an investment, but it's an investment that makes a large difference right away. So um, especially with us living in Chicago, 
you know, the water quality is not great. So one of the main things in tap water is fluoride. Uh, it's not beneficial, like they say it is. And uh, there's also a lot of other things in the water. And Chicago, one of the other things we had to worry about was mercury and heavy metals. So by using the Berkey, there's a couple of filters. They have like their standard filter and then they have filters specifically for fluoride. Um, so we got all those to start. And so our water is filtered of everything. And just a quick note here that you need to invest in the Berkey filter. I think there may be one or two other brands that are of similar caliber, but you cannot just go to Target and buy a Brita filter for $25. It's not the same thing. There's a very small amount of uh, harmful substances that that is taking out. So A for effort, but not gonna make a big difference make the investment very much worth it and it's the number one thing you can do to make a major step towards uh, being non-toxic. Yeah, personally I think that the Berkey filter is has been the most impactful change. We use it for everything. Um, Cora gets Berkey filtered water, my coffee pot does, everything. Like anything that you would normally use water for, we sub in our Berkey filter water so the only downside I would say about the Berkey is we wish we would have gotten the big one so we got the travel size I think which would be fine for anyone that is not at home as much as we are so we really go through the water quite quickly and like I said we we give it to Cora as well so I that's the only thing is I wish we would have invested just a tiny bit more and gotten the big one but that's that's not a bad problem to have. We just have to fill it more often. So yeah, really love the Berkey filter. Okay, so the next thing we are going to talk about is environmental toxins. Yep. I would actually say that there's environment is kind of the, the big category here. I'm going to take care of the physical part of things, and then Jesse's going to take care of the oh, what, yeah <laughs> side of things. Yeah, so from a physical standpoint environmental toxins uh, water was a big one and then really air quality is the next uh, so for us living in a big city like Chicago it can be very difficult just because you are subjected to this on a daily basis uh, and there's it's, it's a big city a lot of industry a lot of buildings a lot of cars a lot of buses all this shit that you know spews out fumes exhaust fumes and plenty of crap in the air and this one obviously is one that you can't control. You can't make all these things go away. But if you do have significant health problems, you probably do want to look into moving. Uh, it's, it, that <laughs> is probably a big scary thing for a lot of people. But if you are having chronic health issues and they are impacting your life, you should take this very, very seriously. A big one here besides air quality uh, that can actually be something that you deal with in your home is mold and water damage that kind of go hand in hand but mold is a really big one uh, more and more research is coming out to show how detrimental being exposed to mold on a consistent basis is this is not necessarily all individuals there are certain individuals who are much more susceptible to it than others and uh, it usually shows itself in a handful of different ways. But if you live in, a, in an older building, um, something that you know 
you've either seen mold or you know there's been water damage and again or just the building is kind of old and musty these things are possibilities uh, not saying you have to move out right away but if you are having any type of health issues uh, something to take into consideration so that was a big thing that ben and i had to look into because what like as of last summer we were living in an old coach house which if you're not from Chicago I didn't know what the hell a coach house was until I moved to Chicago it's basically like this small house that's in the back of another house and from what I'm told they're also called carriage houses because it used to be like where the horses lived so we lived in an old coach coach house um, and we paid really good rent and we were in a good neighborhood and we had a great landlord but they're I just know that there was mold damage. It was just like a smelly old house. So that was something we honestly, when we moved, we weren't as focused on getting out of there because of that. We were actually more focused on getting out of there because there was like no lighting. So it just felt like we lived in a hole all the time and we kind of wanted to live in something just a little bit nicer. It worked out though. We moved into our new apartment. This building is only four or five years old. It is um, an energy efficient building, which is really cool as well. But with that, we live in a newer building. There isn't any mold issues. Um, our filters are cleaned often. That was a big change that we made because at the moment we are continuing to live in Chicago. We, because of both of our jobs being in downtown Chicago, we need to be living as close to the city as possible. So uh, this was kind of our our way into that putting us in a better situation than we were in before i still wouldn't say it's perfect every day when i walk to the bus i have to like wear a scarf over my mouth because there's so much fumes from the buses and stuff that go by on our street but you know we're working with what we have and um, i think that the changes that we've made have been good so the last one that i'll ramble about here is toxic people, toxic relationships, toxic situations. I've talked about this in a podcast before, actually. Basically, I'll start with work. For me, I really paid attention to my work situation when I lived in Chicago because, or when I first moved to Chicago because it was just not a good place. I had a boss who was consistently trying to undermine me. I've talked about this in a different podcast but it just was a bad situation I would go to work every day and I would be so stressed out about having to go there I would spend the whole day trying to ignore my boss or stay away from her and it was just a very toxic environment and it definitely affected me so for me I know this isn't as easy for everyone out there for me it was a big enough issue that I quit my job and found a new one and now I'm in an environment that's much much better and I'm much happier about that so that's something that was really important to me I know it's important to Ben too he he is a personal trainer and he works with a lot of really good people so he's in a good space for that which is awesome quick note on this stress not everybody handles stress the same way and this is something that people I don't think truly understand Jesse and I do not have a high tolerance of stress. That doesn't make us weak people. That is just something 
<laughs> that we've noticed and we just we just don't have a high tolerance for it so because of that there are certain things that we've needed you know certain th changes we need to make and job is a very big part of that you know your career somewhere where you're spending the majority of your life <laughs> the people you're around the job that you're doing if you if you are somebody who is intolerant to stress or uh, very sensitive to a high load of stress this needs to be a major focus for you like I said we all know that you spend a large portion of your life working and if that situation is not serving you or at least a situation that you can deal with and be okay with then it is definitely something that needs to be addressed so <laughs> just a quick little rant on if people are giving you shit because you can't handle your position and you should be able to make a living and pay the bills fuck them <laughs> don't keep sucking it up prioritize yourself and your health and make a, make a change there basically yeah yeah definitely kind of moving into a little bit about what benjamin was just talking about is toxic friends and family so this is definitely like a difficult area for sure particularly with family you can't exactly get rid of them or ignore their existence as much as you might want to sometimes but what you do need to do is make sure that you set boundaries with those types types of people. When it comes to the friends that you already have, I think you need to educate your friends, let them know how you're feeling, what you're dealing with. You know, like all of my really close friends know that I have Hashimoto's. They know some of the symptoms that I deal with. They might not fully understand it, but they try to. And that is something that I think is really good in a friend. All of my friends try to understand if they don't understand something with my illness or how I'm feeling, they ask me about it or they do their own research. And I think that that's a really, really freaking good friend. When it comes to maybe some of those friends that aren't backing you up, that's where I think that you need to set some boundaries this also would be with family members who do not support you or the decisions that you're making whenever you decide to change over something in your life and it makes someone else uncomfortable there is a very big chance that they're going to lash out not necessarily always in like a super crazy way but maybe they make fun of you maybe they're like okay Mr. Organic okay like why like you can't use normal people soap anymore like you can't sweet water filter bro yeah <laughs> sweet water filter bro you know just things like that where they are uncomfortable with the changes that you're making possibly because maybe deep down they know that they should also be making some of those changes or maybe not maybe it just makes them uncomfortable that you're becoming a different person than who they are used to but that is, this is something that I have learned and I'm still learning, but like that is not your problem. That is their problem. So you need to stick to your guns. You need to stick to what keeps you healthy, what keeps your family healthy, what makes you feel good and happy. And the people that truly love you will have your back. What is that Dr. Seuss quote? Um, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind something like that that is very true when it comes to this kind of stuff when it comes to making new friends I think that that is something that's actually a goal of mine this year is I really want to find 
more people that kind of understand this lifestyle that Ben and I are going through, the um, my Hashimoto's stuff. I know Ben is is meeting new people as well with his passions. So like, I think it's just being honest and being open with who you are. And I think that the right people will will come into your life. And I think that while it's sad, I think that the people, people are in your life for a reason. Sometimes they're there for a short time. Sometimes they're there forever. But there are some people, no matter what kind of change you make in your life, whether it's non-toxic or a job or whatever, there are going to be people in your life that don't stay in your life, and that's okay. I think that setting boundaries with those toxic people that you don't feel ready to get rid of from your life or distance from your life, I think setting boundaries that that make you feel good, whether that is, you know, this one friend always tries to make you drink when you go out and you know that alcohol makes you feel really bad, maybe start going to get coffee with them. Start asking them to come over to your house and making them dinner. Do stuff like that. Just change change things so that you are sticking to what makes you happy and healthy. One final piece to that that we didn't touch on, but we have done a, another episode on it, is significant other. For us, that's kind of easy because we're both dealing with certain issues and we're on the same page. So since we're we're honestly really kind of going through chronic things together and at like a similar, we're at a similar place and going at a similar pace. <laughs> and that really hasn't been too hard. But even for us, there's been a couple instances of like, really, do we have to go non-toxic on that? Or like, you know, is that Yeah, he was trying to take away my coffee cups and I said a hard <laughs> no on that one. Hard no. <laughs> you know, do we have to make that change and whatever. The point is, if you are in a relationship or looking to be in a relationship, you need to understand that your health comes first and to Jesse's point, you know, outside of just health, your your goals, your purpose, your vision, all those things, your partner needs to support that. And that is like, <laughs> it's just a hard line. So that's something that needs to be respected. Do you need to put those things out there? You do need to speak your truth in terms of what you think you need and don't let that other person push you around or not be able to feel those things. Yeah. Personally, Ben and I both have very high standards and I think for people in our lives, for partners in our lives, for the our family in our lives and we both know how important it is to as they say fill your own cup first and make sure that you are healthy because if you are not healthy you cannot be there for anyone in your else in your life I think that that's really important and I personally think that if someone wants to be my significant other my partner even if they don't fully understand something, this kind of goes back to the friendships. If that is the person that you're supposed to be with, if that is your person, they will try to understand it. They will try to support you. I'm not saying that your partner can't ever question you. Your partner can never um, push you in different things. But when it comes down to it, if you say, hey, I am doing this for my health because I want to be healthy and I want to be happy and I need your support on this. I think that a loving partner should say okay and support that. Major red flag if not. Yeah. 
yeah, very major red flag. So yeah, that's kind of our spiel on all things non-toxic. Is there anything else you want to chat about? I don't think so, really. I think kind of just the last thing I was going to say is be willing to challenge your beliefs. I'm somebody who is very opinionated. I, no. Yeah, Jesse, you know, <laughs> she highly disagrees. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, if I had listened to this myself a year ago or two years ago, I, I was feeling kind of shitty a year ago, so I might have believed it. But a couple years ago, I would have laughed in your face and said that this is not true. It's all just a big hoax. The point is ask questions, get curious, do research, and don't just believe what's being force-fed to you. The point is you can't just believe everything that you hear. And we've really done quite a bit of looking into this and with having health issues. So we've found a handful of sources that we trust, uh, and, you know, including our own health practitioners and then um, a handful of people on on social media and things like that and that's been a huge source of information and uh, just kind of like eye-opening information for us cool i think that's all of it that's kind of like where we're at in our non-toxic journey and why we did what we did and what we're continuing to do here in the next few months i mean obviously this will be something that we'll be dealing with for the rest of our lives and kind of deciding what is worth bringing into our lives and what isn't. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you leave a review and thank you so much and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks guys.